It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is December 21st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll cover you this weekend by talking about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Portland Trailblazers. They close out a four-game West Coast road trip, one in three, with a lot of big questions facing this team. We'll, We'll try and tackle one of the big questions here coming up on today's show. Before we do any of that, though, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you could only find from a locked on from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Portland Trailblazers side of things? Check out Locked On Blazers. Want to take a look at the Chicago Bulls Monday's opponent? Check out Locked On Bulls. No matter who your favorite team is, who the team you love to hate is, or the team you're just curious about, there's a Locked On podcast for you, plus our national podcast, Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the Duncan and Hollinger NBA podcast, and Rejecting the Screen. No matter who your favorite team is in the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, or colleges too, there is a Locked On podcast for you. Go wherever you download podcasts today and search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. The Orlando Magic knew that defending the Portland Trailblazers would be tricky. Damian Lillard has made it a habit of torching the Orlando Magic and this team isn't exactly exuding a lot of defense lately. The defense actually has slipped considerably over the last month or so and it's struggling to get itself back and struggling to kind of find its footing and kind of reassert its dominance. And everything is connected. It's both a product of the bad offense, which we'll talk about here in a moment, and a product uh, and a bad offense product of the poor defense. Orlando got off to a good enough start. It was nine to nine at one point. Orlando was losing Damian Lillard a little bit, but still able to challenge shots and and getting out to everyone else. But then the floor kind of dropped again. Just like against the Denver Nuggets, the Magic gave up a 24-0 run in that game. They gave up a 15-0 run in the first quarter and found themselves in a pretty sizable deficit. Not only that, it wasn't just that it was now all of a sudden 24-9. It was they couldn't score. They weren't getting quality shots. They were missing the quality shots. They were getting the missing around the rim. They were getting their shots blocked. And the frustration grew and grew and grew and fed Portland's fast break, fed their transition and secondary transition offense, and enabled them to hit shot after shot after shot. The Magic were never really able to reel things back in. Yes, the Magic's bench group, led by DJ Augustine, and, and I thought Mobamba actually had a really nice game, were able to get the lead back down to six. So Orlando was not out of the game by any stretch of the imagination. But even then, it felt tenuous at best. Evan Fournier down six, went up for a dunk, and was fouled by Kent Bazemore, but the refs didn't call it. Portland scored two points. 
Again, Evan Fournier got to the basket, had a shot blocked by Hassan Whiteside. Replay clearly showed it had bounced off the backboard and should have been a goaltend. Damian Lillard hit a three. Those five points really did change the tenor of this game because Orlando was frustrated, very clearly frustrated, very clearly frustrated that they couldn't execute the plays, they couldn't get those shots to fall, and again, those were two shots that they should have had. But overall, Orlando struggled to finish at the rim. Orlando struggled to finish or shoot at all. And their defense was just never there. Certainly not against Damian Lillard, who again, Portland is really bad when Damian Lillard's not on the floor. Portland was plus 28 with Lillard on the floor. They won by 15, so they were minus 13 without Lillard on the floor. The Magic's bench beat beat the Blazers bench in this one. But unfortunately, Orlando's best players couldn't get things going. Aaron Gordon struggled at the beginning of the game to get his shot going as he tried to force his way into the scorebook. Evan Fournier never really got a good rhythm and frankly didn't take enough shots to get a good rhythm anyway. And the Magic tried to force feed the ball to Nikola Vucevic in the post, which is not the best decision. And and he didn't convert anyway. Everyone did not do their part in this game. And ultimately, when you shoot 36.8% and make only seven three-pointers and you give up 50% shooting and 17 three-pointers, including seven to Damian Lillard alone, that is the formula for loss. It doesn't matter about anything else. It doesn't matter about how well you are at everything else. At the end of the day, this game comes down to making and missing shots. Whether the Magic are getting good shots is debatable. Whether the Magic are getting quality shots is debatable. Whether the Magic simply just need to finish better around the rim, well, that part's true. But whether the quality of those shots or the opportunities they're getting are good is certainly up for debate. What isn't up for debate is the is the result. What isn't up for debate is that, that the Magic just aren't converting. And it doesn't matter if the process is good right now. All that matters is the result. The Portland Trailblazers defeat the Orlando Magic 118-103, to 103, ending this road trip at 1-3. A road trip where the Magic very well should feel like they had two games in hand. A seven-point lead with four minutes to play against Utah Jazz on the road. A 19-point lead in the third quarter against the Denver Nuggets on the road. The difference between one and three and three and one is that small. And ultimately, it's on the Orlando Magic for why this trip isn't what it wanted to be. And ultimately... No matter what Steve Clifford wants to say about the team's fight, and sure, they fought, perhaps a little late. Ultimately, Orlando, again, couldn't figure itself out in time against the Portland Trailblazers. Again, they put themselves in a deep hole. They didn't have the answers. And this team is searching right now, searching for any bit of positivity to hang their hat on or any bit of kind of foothold to grab onto. The East is forgiving enough. The Magic are tied for eighth percentage points behind the Charlotte Hornets. The Hornets will have a difficult game tonight. Um, And so I I suspect by the end of the night, the Magic will be back in eighth place alone. But the Magic are desperate for some confidence right now. Desperate for something to mix things up and frankly, desperate for a little bit of rhythm. Shooting is supposed to be the easy part of the game. It's the part that that you don't have to explain. The percentages are the percentages. But the Magic just don't have it right now. And, And everything else is an offshoot from it. 
Orlando certainly should be a better defensive team than they are. But it's hard to play defense when you're constantly in transition, when you're constantly uh, getting back and not able to get set. It's really tough to do. Really, really, really tough. And unfortunately, that's where this Magic team is at. This Magic team is unable to just do the simple thing. The one simple act that everybody does, that everyone is supposed to know how to do the very time they touch a ball. They got to find it. And perhaps if you, I mean, I don't have expected field goal percentage numbers in front of me, but they got to find it. And if they hit their expected field goal percentage with the shots they're getting, because they are missing quality looks. It's not that they're getting bad looks. Uh, They are getting bad looks. And I think their offense just doesn't have a lot of rhythm right now, but it's just about shooting. You can't win many games when you're giving up 30 points on the three-point line. And so many games this year, the difference between the Magic's wins, the Magic's margin of defeat is at the three-point line. And so they got to find ways to generate better shots, to generate better rhythm shots. And I think that's the big question that this team faces right now. Once again, the Portland Trailblazers defeat the Orlando Magic 118-103. to The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's run through that final box score for you real fast. A very ugly, ugly game stats-wise, but some interesting numbers nonetheless. Nikola Vucevic goes 23 points, 9 for 20, shooting 12 rebounds, 6 steals in the game, 2 blocks. Vucevic does a good job on Hassan Whiteside. I want to make that really, really clear. He has eaten Hassan Whiteside for lunch. There were a few people while we were watching the game asking, like, why are the Magic trying to get the ball to Vucevic in the paint against Whiteside? Well, it's because Vucevic actually destroys Whiteside. But the Magic did do, um, which I thought was both the right idea but the wrong execution of it. Orlando, when they were struggling to score, did try to get the ball into Nikola Vucevic. And it's on Vucevic to score, and he didn't score in those moments. But... I am I am staunchly against like stead, standstill uh, post-ups. I think you should always run a cross screen or try and, and get the ball to the big man in, in motion. I've, I've believed that since Dwight Howard. I thought Dwight was really terrible at establishing deep post position if he was standing still. Um, and, and it's sort of like a kind of, I think there's a macho thing about, you know, kind of stopping the game, stopping the offense essentially to go one-on-one with a guy. And it's stupid. Um, get the guy get the guy in motion, set a cross screen for him, do a ball reversal to set him up for a post-up. Just do something a little more ingenious to get him the ball in deeper post position. Because when Nikola Vucevic made quick moves to the basket, uh, when he made when he did like a quick turnaround and caught Whiteside like off guard before he could get set, he was really good. Now, I'm not saying the post-up opportunities that Vucevic got were bad shots. Those are touch shots, those are fuel shots, and they either go in or go out. And too many of them went out in this game. And unfortunately, you know, I think we said this throughout last year too, Vucevic is this team's best player. He is the star player, whether the Magic should run their offense through him or not. He is their star player, and so he has to perform. And in this game, he did not perform. He did not, you know, do the job. He did not do every, you know, everything that he needed to do to succeed. And, and that's obviously a big thing for this Magic team. That's obviously a big thing and a big reason why this team struggled. I mean, you can go down the list of the Magic's three best players here, and we'll talk about that more. 
Evan Fournier, 16 points, 7 for 17 shooting. I did not think he was that super involved in the offense, certainly not at the points where it mattered. He was key to the Magic coming back in the second quarter. Um, I think the Magic need to, I mean, I know a lot of people are kind of frustrated that the ball, the offense kind of stalls when they go go to Fournier and Vucevic, and to some extent, I agree with that, and, and again, I think I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that here and coming up in a bit, uh, but I really think that the Magic need to, to, to really focus in on Fournier and getting quality shots for him and looking to get him, in, in, again, sort of like Vucevic in motion, um, you know, um, I think that he shouldn't be running as many pick and rolls as he is. Um, but he is very clearly the Magic's best perimeter offensive player. I mean, say what you, I mean, I, I get, I know that Markel Fultz is is a good player, and I'll get to him here in a minute, and get to him here plenty here. Um, but Fournier is still the Magic's most consistent offensive scorer, and and you know until that changes, that's how the Magic need to operate. And again, unfortunately, he didn't convert, um, and certainly I don't think the Magic put him in a position where he could succeed and be in rhythm throughout this game. Aaron Gordon was the guy that really struggled though, eleven points. 4 for 17 shooting, did add 11 rebounds, including 6 offensive rebounds and 4 assists. Gordon's still, you know, uh, for, for all of Gordon's shooting struggles, I want to add this to, to, to the ledger. For all of Gordon's shooting struggles, he's still been a good defender, which, you know, is what you expect from him at this point. He has still, for the most part, gotten the ball moving. I am seeing him do less of the freelancing stuff, although I thought early in the game, very, very early in the game in the first quarter, Gordon did try to force his offense a little bit too much and didn't let the game kind of go go to him and come to him. He tried to force things, and that's when I think he gets into trouble. But we're seeing less and less of the kind of dribble around, you know, fadeaway post, fadeaway shots or, or over dribbling shots that that kind of annoy everyone, uh, annoy people about Gordon. He is getting spot up opportunities. He is missing them. He is getting shots around the basket or trying to get himself to the basket. And he is missing those shots. And he admits it. He's got to be better. He, you know, he's not making excuses for that. And he knows he's got to be better. Um, Gordon getting 17 shots in this game, especially with the way that he started. You can tell very early on if Gordon has it or not. He did not have it in this game. It was very clear early on. And, and I felt like, especially during the 15-0 run, he was the one trying to force it and make things happen. And that's just not who he is. That's really not who he is. It was good to see him get the passing going. It was good to see him get some of those other elements going. But again, it's just too little too late. I mean, this game was all about shooting. If the Magic shoot, they don't even have to shoot 45%. If they shoot 42% with the rebounding, with the turnovers they were forcing, because the defense did have its moments. They were, they, they were god-awful against Damian Lillard. But they but when Damian Lillard didn't have the ball in his hand, the Magic really shut the Blazers down, I felt like. Or didn't shut him down. Slowed him down plenty. This was a game where Orlando... I mean, Orlando should not have lost this game by 15. They should have lost this game by 25-30. That's what it felt like the entire time. And, again, if Orlando shoots just 42%, that's what? You know, they, they shoot 106 field goal attempts in this game. 106 field goal attempts. It's the most field goal attempts they've had in a game since 2013. They don't shoot more than 100 field goal attempts in a game very often. It's not like Portland was playing at blazing speed. Pun intended. The Magic just needed to make shots. You know, honestly, let's let's play this game. Make two or three more three-pointers, especially at the right moments. And you're taking away maybe a three-pointer from the Blazers or taking away a fast-break opportunity from them. Those six points make it nine, and, and that's much more kind of up in the air. I mean, I, I know it doesn't quite work like that, but there were momentum shots in this game. And, and again, the Magic were down by six. They were back in the game, and they ha- suffered two 
really bad calls that were that was essentially a nine-point swing. Instead of four points for the Magic, it was five points for the Blazers. Turned a six-point game to 11 instead of a six-point game to two. Big, big difference. Like, there were big momentum plays that the Magic got robbed on in this game. And they never really recovered emotionally from it. Granted, a good team knows how to push through that. A good team knows how to get past that. A good team knows how to play defense at the level that they know they can play defense at, even if they're not making shots. And, and honestly, to me, the shooting the shooting's bad. The shooting's bad. And it's a big problem. And it's a problem that feeds everything else on this team. And it's a, it's a simple problem to fix because the Magic are getting good looks. Not all the time. And, and I, I'll get on, get on that in a moment here. But the defense has to be better. The Magic cannot let their offense affect their defense. They've got to play better defense. They proved earlier in the year, and again, early season, so maybe it's a little bit of an outlier, but they are certainly capable of winning games when they don't score well, when they aren't playing efficiently. And they've got to find a way to get back to that. that that's got to be who they are. That's, I mean, I, I know I said earlier in the year, this team needs to be grit and grind 2.0. If they have to win a game 95 to 90, I don't care. Do it that way. If they don't, if they never score 100 points a game because they're just mucking the game up, do it that way. The team has to get back to that ethos. They got to get back to the belief that they're not going to score 100 and they got to stop the other team from getting there. And if, I mean, it's... it's the offense is bad. I'm not running away from that, and and I do think that every move coming, move going forward for this team, has to be with an eye on improving the offense, on getting more shooting, on getting better spacing, on getting another guy who can attack off the dribble a little bit more consistently. But at the end of the day, this team it doesn't matter who you add to this team, unless it's like the super elite guys. This team is not going to win anything of consequence if they're not playing defense. And and to me, that's the big issue for the Magic right now, is they are not defending anywhere near the level that they're capable of defending. The, the shots, the offense, is going to come and go with this group. That was always the case. But the thing the Magic staked their entire season on was being top 10 in defense, if not top 8, top 9, you know, top 8, top 9, top 7, top 5. And they're 12th. I don't even know if they're 12th anymore. They're 12th entering this game. For the last month, they've been 17th. And so I, I could talk about how the Magic are, are shooting so poorly, and that was the difference in this game. But it, it, it doesn't matter to me if, if you're not defending, and, and, and this team is just not defending at the level that it needs to defend at. Let's run through final numbers for you here uh, as I got sidetracked there. Markel Fultz, 10 points, 4 for 7, shooting 4 assists, got going a lot late, um, didn't really do much early on in the game. I want to talk about that here in a moment. Uh, Jonathan Isaac as well, 10 points, 3 for 9, shooting 4 rebounds, uh, 4 steals, 2 blocks, 3 turnovers. Wasn't super involved in this game. Definitely sensed a lot of frustration from him. Um, he's, yeah, like, I, like, like I've said, I think he is trying new things offensively. I'd like to see the Magic uh, bump his usage up a little bit more and get him more involved, but he's missing 3-pointers, although he, he made his only 3-pointer in this game. Um, you know, he's kind of exploring his game a little bit, and, the, and there's certainly some growing pains, and so the Magic are are concealing it a little bit, um, but i like to see uh, Isaac uh, a little bit more involved overall. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm with most people that, yes, Fultz and Isaac need to be more involved offensively, and, and again, I'll get to that here in a moment. DJ Augustine, 17 points, 6 for 16, shooting 2 for 8 from beyond the arc, was key to the Magic getting back into the game in the second quarter, but 
kind of fell into the trap that he sometimes does of being a little bit too over-eager to shoot, of doing a little bit too much, um, kind of dribbling through the lane. And so um, Augustine certainly has a, a lot to improve there. Terrence Ross, only 9 points, 3 for 11, shooting 1 for 6 from beyond the arc. Mo Bamba, I thought, had a really nice game. Only 2 points, 1 for 2 shooting, 6 rebounds, 2 assists. A lot of that happening in the second quarter was really a non-factor in the second half. But uh, I, I've seen good signs from Mo Bamba. Uh, only 12 minutes for him, but but I, I, I do like what I'm seeing from Mo overall. I think his development has been, has been really promising this year, although probably not at the level most people want. Orlando shoots 39 for 106 from the floor, 36.8%, 7 from 28 from 3, 18 for 26 from beyond there. They get 18 offensive rebounds, leading to 20 second chance points. They force 21 turnovers for 14 points. So Orlando did do some good things. After that 13-point first quarter, they scored 62 in the second and third quarters. They were tied after those quarters, of course, because the Blazers also scored 62. So again, like I said, the Magic found a way to score enough that it's not defending at the level that they need to defend at. And, and I think that's the bigger concern, as I've said, for the Magic. Portland shoots 50% from the floor, 42 for 84, 17 of 36 from beyond the arc. Damian Lillard with 36 points on 7 for 13 three-point shooting. CJ McCollum with 31 points. He made four three-pointers. And Hassan Whiteside with 10 points, 17 rebounds, five blocks, and five turnovers. Portland turns again, over again 20 times, so Orlando did do plenty to help themselves win the game. But obviously, not enough to pull out the victory. The Portland Trailblazers defeat the Orlando Magic 118 to 103. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The offense has been a problem all year long. You don't need me to tell you that. The team doesn't need me to tell them that. It's just fact. The Magic have been near the bottom or at the bottom of every major offensive statistical category all season long. There's nothing to hide from there. That is just fact. And we know this team can be better offensively. And like I said, defensively is, is, is to me a bigger issue. But we know this team can be better offensively. The question is... How? The first answer is they got to make shots. They are getting open shots. They are getting decent looks and they're not going down. But I think the answer is a little bit more complex than that. Because yes, the Magic might be getting good looks, but there's really no flow to this team's offense. There's really no rhythm to this team's offense. Coach Steve Clifford said after the game that, that yes, you know, you if, if your top three players, and that's Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon, all perform poorly offensively, they're going to struggle. It doesn't matter which team you are. If it's LeBron, Anthony Davis, and I don't know who number three would be for LA, they're going to struggle. If it's Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and Lou Williams all struggling from the field, the Clippers are going to struggle. Now, those players don't do it that often, and certainly the odds of all three of those players struggling is much lower. But Orlando certainly has a problem where their top guys are not performing consistently enough every night. 
The Magic might be able to get away with one having a bad night. But all three? That's how you get a game like this. But again, I think the issue is a little bit deeper than that. That The easy answer is yes, the Magic are missing shots. Yes, the Magic's key players aren't stepping up or they're trying to do too much. To me, the real answer of why the Magic are struggling so much it's all about that word that Steve Clifford threw around a lot in training camp before the season. To me, it has everything to do with pace. I know I've sat here on this show before. I've, I've ex- tried to explain it to people online, but pace is not the number of possessions. Yes, the Magic should try and push and transition when they can. I am a firm believer in that. If there is a fast-break opportunity where Aaron Gordon is running down the wings or Markel Fultz has a free lane to the basket, take it and score. Period. Full stop. Nothing else. Absolutely do that. Absolutely 100% do that. If it isn't there, though, and the Magic have to set up in the half court... That's where they're coming into trouble. That's where their issues really begin. When you watch the Magic's offense, it is a slog. And it's not a slog because it, it, it because there's because they're, they're getting they're they're not. It's a slog. It's a slog, not because the possession number's low. I don't care how many possessions the team has. It's maximizing those possessions that matter. It's running through the offense to get the best shot, and to do that takes pace. And so, by pace, what coaches often mean is how quickly you enter your offense, how quickly you run through your sets, how how fluid and how fluid and fast you move through your offense to get a good shot. It's the NBA, folks. Give the defense a beat to rest, and they are set up and beating a set defense in the NBA, even one like Portland's, which is not very good, is difficult to do. And so when you watch the Magic play, oftentimes I find myself frustrated most, not with the fact that they're missing shots, like, you miss shots, that's frustrating. I, I do that all the time in NBA 2K and it's frustrating as hell because that game punishes you for not hitting shots. Missing shots is frustrating, but what's more frustrating is that the team seems out of sync and out of rhythm. What's more frustrating is the Magic taking half the shot clock or 10, 12, 13 seconds to get into their initial set and then moving slowly through it. So when that first action doesn't work, they don't have time to go to the second, or the second is much more rushed. And a rush team, you know, you you want to be fast but slow. A rush team gets beat. And like Vucevic struggles under pressure. You know, I think Fournier likes pressure situations, but when he's trapped, he struggles. You know, Aaron Gordon just kind of is, is a bull in a china shop sometimes driving into the lane. There's not a lot of guys that deal well with kind of with kind of pressure defense. And so it is important that the Magic move quickly through their offense so that they have as much time as possible to get the best option. And again, that's the big piece 
that's missing for this team. I can't tell you who's to blame for this. You know, maybe Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic do wait a little too long to initiate their pick and rolls, and, and that kills the rest of their offense. I think that's an observation a lot of fans have, and some of it I think is frustration over previous years and a desire to kind of see the team fully move away, but I, I think there is something to it. I think I think Fournier prefers to play at a slower pace, and you know he is not a true playmaker, and so I think that that he's always in a position looking to score and over dribbles. Aaron Gordon certainly over dribbles at times. Markel Fultz, I think, is still getting the feel for the game. But ultimately, I think Markel Fultz is the key to fixing a lot of this. Ultimately, I think moving Evan Fournier more off the ball and and running offense through like Nikola Vucevic and Markel Fultz pick and rolls. You know, not all the time, but a lot more of that. will get the team into their pace a lot better. We'll get the team into their rhythm a lot better. And that's what this is really about. It's about finding a rhythm. And when the ball is stuck and not moving and players are not moving as much as they are now, the rhythm is shot. It is poor. It is not good enough. So right now, the key for the Magic is to find the the way to get into their offense quicker to play with a little bit more rhythm and pace and movement and motion. And that's going to generate better looks. It's going to force the defense to move. Clifford has said it already this year. Sometimes we just got to pass the ball to pass the ball and get the defense to move even a little so that we can get into the paint and into the lane. Too often the Magic are not getting even below the free throw line. They're not kicking out. They're kind of rotating the ball across the perimeter to get shots. And sometimes those shots are open. Most of the time, they are not. A team is just getting stuck. And you can see the gears just struggling to turn. And again, that's the part that needs to change for this Magic team. That's the part that Orlando has to be better at. I think Fultz... You know, you look at when DJ Augustine gets into the game of late. He is zipping around the lane. He is he is constantly in motion. Sometimes over-dribbling, granted, but he is constantly moving and constantly looking to get others involved. And that's why those bench units have played a lot better. It's because they're constantly moving in and out of the lane. They're getting into their offense faster. And that's something Markel Fultz should be good at. And he's And again, he's essentially a rookie, so he is kind of learning things as he goes to. So don't get me wrong. It's it's not perfect by any means. And and Fultz is going to go through his growing pains. And, it, you know, if the Magic are struggling because Fultz is going through growing pains, that's fine. But right now, it doesn't look like they're letting Fultz kind of go a little bit. And I, and I think he's earned a little bit of trust to run the offense a little bit more freely and to be on the ball a little bit more and, and have a little bit of higher usage and and look to get into the lane because he is he is a really special offensive player and, and does really well in transition. So if you, even if you can get him the ball on the run coming into the half court, I think that will go a long way for this team and for him. But that's really just one possible answer. I really think pace and rhythm are what's holding this Magic offense back right now because they are certainly capable of scoring. And all these missed shots are affecting the defense. There is no denying that. The Magic are struggling to get back. They're, they're getting deep. They're, they, when they are getting deep, they're missing, and that, that leaves them a little bit exposed in transition. 
And you can see the frustration of every missed shot growing with this team. And so while I think the defense is the primary issue the Magic need to resolve, they're going to resolve a lot of that by playing better offense. Even if they miss shots, playing better offense. If you get a good shot on offense and you miss it, you still can get your defense set. The fact of the matter is right now, the Magic are not playing good offense. They're playing forced offense. They're playing slow offense. And that's hurting their defense because they're not back. They're out, of, they're out of sync. They're out of position. Their spacing is not good enough. And that's really where this Magic team is at. Needing to pick up the pace and needing to play a little bit more efficiently on offense to get everything they need to get. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places to download podcasts to your podcast and able listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore mean. Of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.